Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a Q&A episode and I have three questions I'm going, to, I'm going to dive into. But first, before I do that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find the podcast. So if you found this to be helpful in any way, that would be much appreciated. Next, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And that's where I'm most active on social media and where you can reach out to me uh, with any questions you may have. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition program protocol that are keeping you um, from seeing the results you want. And again, we find out what that is and um, work on that. So if you're interested, you can reach out to me on Instagram or fill out the link in the show notes and we can um, continue this conversation. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's question. So the first question I have is for fat loss, does the nutritional value matter so long as you remain in a calorie deficit? So really what this person was asking was like, Hey, if I'm in a deficit, does it matter, you know, what that food is made up of? Does it matter if it has like sugar in it and and whatnot? So you can lose weight by just being in a calorie deficit, no matter what those calories are made up of. Okay. So the, in, in, in order to see your weight drop, we need to be in that negative energy balance, right? So you're bringing in less calories than you are expending. And over time, you'll see your weight drop. So that is the most important. So you can, as long as you're in that deficit, you're, you're good to go. It doesn't matter what that food is made up of. You will see your weight drop. Now, what those calories are made up of is going to de- determine how you feel, how easy it is to stick with, and where that weight comes from, whether that be fat mass or muscle mass. Okay. So let's say you decide, you know, 1800 calories is your deficit. If most of that is made up of sugar, tasty foods, you know, you're going to go, it's low protein. You don't really care what your food quality is. You will lose weight, but you may lose some muscle in that process, especially if you're not weight training, but also, you know, you're not going to feel great in that process because you're going to be missing out on a lot of important vitamins and minerals, right? Because usually those more processed, tasty type foods, high sugar foods, high fat foods are going to lack those vitamins and minerals that you need. You know, plus it's probably going to be low in fiber. So you're going to feel super hungry. We also know that those types of foods make it really easy to overeat. So you might be eating 1800 calories and um, you might feel super hungry. So uh, you're more likely to continue to want to eat more of that type of food. It could increase your cravings for that type of food. Um, So it can just be really tough to actually be in a calorie deficit when you are, if most of that, if most of the calories you're eating are of tasty foods, you know, um, low nutrient dense, high uh, calorie dense type foods, you know, um, things like that. So again, it's going to make that process very tough. You're going to risk, and you're also going to risk losing muscle potentially. So, you know, you can, and this is where I think the, if it fits your macros approach kind of went 
it was basically, hey, you don't have to eat just like quote unquote healthy, clean diet foods all the time if you want to drop body weight, right? Like there is this concept of energy balance. And so long as you're in your calorie deficit, you're good to go, right? And so I think then the pendulum swung too far to then where people were like, oh, I can eat whatever I want and still lose weight. And again, you can do that. It's just going to be very tough. You're probably not going to be able to stick to it and your body composition might not be the best. So, you know, with clients, I have them aim for around one gram per pound of body weight for protein. And then 80 to 90% of their calories are going to come from nutrient dense slash single ingredient type foods, right? And this again is why do we do that? For one, the protein is going to be helpful from a satiety standpoint. You're going to feel fuller. It's going to help you maintain and essentially build some muscle in the process. And then why 80 to 9% of our calories coming from single ingredient nutrient dense type foods? Because again, you're going to get the vitamins and minerals you need. So you're going to feel better in the process. Um, you know, things are just going to be more uh, efficient from a body standpoint. Um, you're going to get the fiber that you need as well too. Uh, Cause again, we don't want that to be too, too low. We also don't need it to be super high, but we also don't want it to be super low. Um, and so again, you know, you're going to feel good and it's just going to be easier to stick to, right? I mean, think about it. If take 1800 calories of, and again, this doesn't have to be 1800 calories. You can lose weight on more just depending on your specific body and movement and whatnot, you know, take 1800 calories of 80 to 90% nutrient dense food. You're going to get a lot more food compared to, you know, 1800 calories of things like just, you know, let's just take example of ice cream, right? Like you're going to get a lot less food overall um, because of that, right? So you can totally do this. And and also, you know, take from a sugar standpoint, if you're drinking a lot of, you know, if you're having like, if you're drinking a lot of your calories, again, that's not going to be great from a satiety standpoint, you're going to feel super hungry and it's just going to be super hard to stick to. So just to sum it up for fat loss, the nutritional value is important. However, you can still lose weight so long as you're just in a calorie deficit. But if, again, we're trying to maintain as much lean body mass as possible and trying to just lose mostly fat mass, again, you're going to want to make sure that you're getting enough protein in, but also that we're, you know, 80 to 90% of the time we're eating nutrient dense, single ingredient type food. Again, if you have any questions on that, let me know. So the next question, on average, how long does it take to reverse to maintenance after a fat loss period? So, I mean, really, I like, you know, this person obviously asked this, they were asking on average. So it's like, hey, I know it's not going to be the same from person to person. Um, but in saying that you can get there right away by just going straight to your estimated maintenance calories. So you, there, there isn't this period of time where it's like, oh, you need to be in a reverse for this this period of time, right? It's like, if you want, you can just go straight back to your maintenance calories, estimated maintenance calories. So essentially it could last zero weeks, right? It could just be, Hey, you're back to maintenance. So really however long you want, but I would say on average, probably over a two to six week span, we're solely increasing calories to, to a client's maintenance, right? And so this kind of brings up the concept of reverse dieting. I actually just made a post today on this on Instagram. So if you want to kind of get a written version of this, you can um, check out my post from uh, May 2nd on, on Instagram, but, uh, so reverse dieting. So that, you know, so I'll, I'll go over what it is, but also, you know, just to kind of frame this, you know, have you ever dieted for fat loss? And then once the diet was over your weight, just slowly crept back up to where it was before, or it just, you know, got there super quick, right? If so, it's normal, you know, most people can lose weight, but keeping it off is the issue. And, and this happens for a couple of reasons. First you go from structure to then no structure and then back to how you were eating before, right? Plus maintaining a new low weight is tough and it's tougher than you think, right? So this is where we can insert the concept of uh, reverse dieting. And so what is reverse dieting? It's a, it's a period of time following a fat loss diet where you gradually increase your calories back to your estimated maintenance calories. 
This is a strategy I use with clients, but its benefits are commonly overplayed and there are some myths surrounding a reverse diet. Again, it's overplayed in terms of what it can do, right? So I want to go over a few myths here just so people understand um, the, you know, what a reverse is for. And, and again, if, if they hear things about how it's, oh, I need a reverse, this is why things are going on, you know, um, I want to go over that. So first, the first myth is that it's going to increase your metabolic rate from previous numbers. So a lot of people think that they are fat loss dieting and now they think that if they go up, if they do a reverse diet, now they're going to see like this increase in their metabolic rate. So over what they, what they had before. And so what will happen, what typically happens in this situation is as you get closer to your maintenance energy, right? Your, whatever that maintenance energy balance is, you will see your metabolic rate start to tick back up compared to what it was in a fat loss phase, but it being higher than it was the last time you're at your maintenance is highly unlikely. Now, one thing you can try and do here is add more muscle as this may help increase your metabolic rate slightly over time. It's not going to make this massive difference, but yeah. So again, this isn't like, you're not going to do a reverse diet and then now all of a sudden you magically jumpstart your metabolism. Typically what happens is people just are in this low energy state. They start to eat a little bit more. And when that happens, your body, just like it adapts downwards, it will start to adapt upwards and you'll start to notice like you might move a little bit more um, from like a neat standpoint. Um, your resting metabolic rate could go up just a little bit, although that's going to be a little bit more permanent. That's going to be a little bit more based on your overall body weight rather than like your energy balance, but really the neat's probably the big thing, right? You just start to like, again, when we, when we're in this calorie restriction, we're in this negative energy balance over time, your body does start to do something that's very similar to like low battery mode on your phone. Right. And so um, when it's getting that signal, it will start to just like decrease energy from areas where it, it feels like, Hey, this just isn't necessary right now. We need to conserve energy. So it will just decrease that. Whereas like when you go back up, it starts to feel comfortable again. So now it may ramp up those processes that were brought down um, during the weight loss process, right? So that's a big thing that you see happen. But again, expecting it because you're doing a reverse diet now, like it doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden just going to see this like massive increase in your metabolic rate from, from last time. Typically that is going to stay the same, but there are some things that we can do to get it to tick upward a little bit. And obviously adding muscle is one of those things that we can um, do there. So the second myth is it will make your next fat loss phases easier. It's not going to make your next fat loss phase easier. How your body responds to an energy deficit is very individual. You know, some people will just always have a tougher time than others. Um, and you may see more side effects like more hunger, lower energy levels, et cetera. Again, adding muscle can make future fat loss phases easier and just more experienced fat loss dieting in general will make fat loss phases easier in the future, but reversing your calories back up will not make future fat loss phases easier. It's kind of this myth that like, and I, and I, I fell into this at one point too, where it's like, oh, if we, you know, you know, add more calories for a while, this is going to make your future fat loss phases easier. But really when it comes to fat loss and you're in that energy deficit, your body's just going to have this natural, it's just going to respond to an energy deficit that really the same way, right? So if you're somebody that experiences a lot of hunger, that may just happen all the time. Your body may just try to fight your weight loss um, efforts a lot more than somebody else. But also, you know, how you go about hunger, you know, restriction, things like that are also going to play a role. So some people just naturally are better at doing that. Some people just, anytime they feel hungry, it's like, whoa, this is not good. They got to eat. So that's very dependent as well too. So reverse dieting is not going to make your future fat loss phases earlier. But like I said, if you add some more muscle, you get more experienced fat loss dieting, you get better at managing those times when you are in a energy restricted state that will in turn, make fat loss dieting easier for you um, in the future. And also if you've been fat loss dieting for a long period of time, you may need to reverse back to your maintenance for a period of time. And that will make things easier in the future in that regard.
So myth three, you will get leaner adding in calories going to maintenance. I think part of the reason you stay lean is that you slowly add calories and you are still in an energy deficit for some period of time. Okay. So it's just like, you're still fairly lean. So it's like, it seems like you're eating more. Oh, this is going to, this is getting me leaner, but really you're still in a small calorie deficit at this point, right? This is also more of a of an illusion because body fat takes time to accumulate. So you don't like really notice it, right? So as you are increasing your calories, you still feeling because you were, because you're still leaner than you were before. So you think you're able to, you think you're able to eat more and stay lean. But again, that's more of an illusion, right? Because if you keep doing that, you know, you may start to build up body fat over time. You may also have really been restricting calories. So adding more calories helps you with hunger, cravings, energy levels, and you end up moving more throughout the day. So then it's like, that's why you're, you know, you're actually, you might actually be following that calorie deficit now because you're eating just a little bit more calories. So again, maybe adding slightly more food means you can adhere better to the the deficit that you were set forth, right? So it's like, hey, I was trying to hit 1600 calories. This wasn't working. Then I went to 1800 and I started losing weight. Well, part of it is probably you just were sticking to that um, a lot, a lot. Um, your adherence was a lot better, but you aren't getting leaner because you are reversing your calories, right? It's not like, oh, because I'm eating more now I'm getting leaner. You need to do it to jumpstart weight loss again. Two scenarios here. One, you have a lot of diet fatigue, hunger, cravings, low energy from being in an energy deficit for a period of time. Because of this, adherence becomes challenging. And so because of that, you end up, hey, now, just like I just talked about, you can adhere to it. You see things drop down. Two, maintaining an energy deficit consistently is tough, especially if you you know you go with this alone without a coach. So in both scenarios, you think you're in, in an energy deficit, but you're not. So you might need to take a break from fat loss dieting for a bit of time or check your adherence if this is you, right? So it could be just a thing where you take a break for a little bit of time, not having your calories so low, and then boom, now you go back to it and it's like, now you can you, you just took that break, your body feels better, you can go back to it, right? So again, that's something that we see happen here with reverse dieting. So here's some truths to it and, and why I use them with clients. One, a reverse diet helps make sure you don't overshoot your maintenance. Um, so I use this with clients to help make sure they don't overshoot their maintenance on the way up. You know, again, most people just wing their post-diet period. So by slowly increasing their calories, it helps them stay on track and ensures they don't overeat following their fat loss diet. Okay. So it can be a great way to make sure that they're not just going crazy with food um, after a diet. Two, there is going to be some weight gain following your diet. When you increase your food intake, you will see your weight go up. Basically, you're like a dry sponge ready to soak up anything and everything. However, if done right, most of this will just be water weight increases and not uh, fat gain, um, unless you obviously overshoot for an extended period of time. Plus, you're just going to have more food in your body at any one time, which is going to cause your scale weight to go up. The leaner you are, the more likely you don't want to reverse diet and you just want to go straight into like your maintenance calories. Okay. So if you're sub 15 to 17% for, for women and sub eight to 10% for males, you likely want to get back to maintenance as soon as possible. Whereas if you are over these numbers, say you're like 12, 13, 14% um, for men, um, you know, 20, 22, 23, 25% following a fat loss diet, you can stay a little bit leaner if you want to for, for a little longer. Number three, the main goal is to get you to your maintenance calories. The main goal of a reverse diet is to get you back to maintenance calories as this will lower any fatigue you have from being in a fat loss phase. I mean, simply put, that's the main goal of it. It's not there to like keep you, to get you leaner. It's not there to like jumpstart your metabolism. It's there to get you back to your maintenance calories. And so you don't overshoot that. Four, there really is no downside to just going straight back to your estimated maintenance calories if you want to. Just remember that, just a reminder that one, there's going to be some weight regain following a fat loss diet. Okay. So a lot of times people are like, no, I need to go with this lower calorie amount because I want to, I don't want to see my weight go back up. But 
there's going to be some weight regain following a, a fat loss diet for the reasons I mentioned earlier. Two, most people just try to wing their post-diet period, and that's why they gain a ton of weight following a fat loss diet. So if you're still tracking and monitoring these things, you're ahead of 99% of people and you're and you're good to go, right? So um, again, if you decide, hey, I just want to go back to maintenance, that's totally fine. You might you will regain some weight, but just remember that the problem is when people don't they just wing it and then they see weight come up super quick and um they it just keeps going up and up. Three, if you're at your maintenance calories and your weight is shooting up, you may be underestimating your calorie intake. So double check this, right? So, you know, a lot of times people are going to freak out about seeing their scale weight come up. Oh no, I'm in this large deficit, but part of it is, or this large surplus, but part of it is you might just be eating more food than what you think you are, right? So it's like, you know, your thought is like, oh, I'm at maintenance. I'm gaining all this weight. This is bad. I need to go back to a deficit. I need to reverse diet. But the problem is that you are just eating more calories than you think you are. So you need to double check your adherence and double check your your um, tracking, okay? So that's it on, on the reverse dieting. Hopefully that was helpful there to kind of break that down uh, a little bit more. So lastly, I was forced to take a break from lifting. What's the best strategy for going back? So I think this is dependent on how long you've been out, but either way, go light. Is you, like just go super light when you get back. Um, there's nothing wrong with like dialing it back. You're, uh, you know, just ease back into it. Don't feel like you have to do the numbers that you did when you left. Um, this is especially true if you haven't lifted for like two to three weeks or more, right? If it's just a week or two, you know, maybe you can get fairly close to where you were at. But again, the longer it's been, you just need to start super light. You know, dial back your volume as well. If you did three sets, you know, drop to one or two um, initially, especially in that first in those first two to three weeks. And make sure you practice good technique. This can be a great time to kind of recalibrate your technique. Um, so just make sure you really focus on good quality technique. And that can be a great way to help lower injury risk, but also help with that long-term because now you're kind of recalibrating your weight and you and you can and your technique and you can almost you could argue that right then and there, especially depending on what your technique was like beforehand, could help you see some progress right there because your technique's better, you're getting more out of each rep um, as well. You do these things, you'll be back to where you were in no time. Um, just so, just be patient. Um, but again, go light, dial back your volume, practice good technique, and just slowly increase, and you'll be back to where you were, and your muscle will come back on. That's a cool thing about muscles. Like once you have it and you've kind of maintained it for a little bit, it's like it's always going to kind of be there so long as you're lifting, right? So it's like if it goes away, it's going to come back fairly quickly. Um, it will come back a lot quicker than it than adding new muscle. It it will come back quicker than adding more muscle. I, I don't know why I can't figure out how to say that the best way. Um, but again, it just takes a lot more time to, and it takes a lot longer to build more muscle than it does for it to come back there. That was probably a lot better. So that's it for uh, the questions today. Hopefully this was helpful. Let me know if you guys have any questions and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.